0: state declines to prosecute a now former Anchorage police officer on OUI charges. Why the 24-year-old accused of driving impaired in an unmarked patrol car on J-Bear was allowed to go free today.
1: High winds, wet winter weather and warm temperatures and backcountry danger, the forecast covers it all.
0: Plus, the ASD budget debate tonight is one of the last chances you'll have to voice your opinion before the school board decides what to cut and which solutions to implement. And an Iron Dog team has officially reached the halfway point. Sports director Jordan Rodenberger, live in Nome with the big news. You're watching Alaska's News Source. Avalanche danger needs to be on everyone's mind this week as a mix of melting temperatures and strong winds raise the risk to high. You can see the meltdown happening in Anchorage as we're in the midst of a false spring. Jackie Purcell joins us now. What do people need to know about the avalanche risk going into the weekend?
1: Well, it's going to be high. Across the region, we have windy weather, and that today, take a look. Extended from Seldovia to Seward with gusts of 47, Palmer hit 48, and Anchorage, a 43-mile-per-hour wind gust. And in the backcountry, the Chugach National Forest Information Center says backcountry danger is high with the warm and windy weather. Uh, That's according to the Avalanche Information Center. Today, they rated that danger as high through Turnigan Pass. Rain falling on snow in the mid-elevations and strong wind and even new snow in the higher elevations will create dangerous avalanche conditions. And check out this roof avalanche. That's also a concern. That's uh, from a couple of years ago, but uh, that's also something that could happen with these warmer temperatures. Also, with the warmer temperatures, Anchorage saw a new record daily high the previous record was from 2010 we hit 43 degrees but today early in the morning we had 45 degrees so this is uh just the fourth record in seven days time so here's a look at that forecast this was uh just in the last several hours we're going to continue to see this wet weather roll on through but by thursday wednesday night really into thursday that's a chance of snow it could be a couple of inches for the anchorage and other parts of the region. Here's a look at that uh, three-day forecast. Warm tomorrow as well as the winds continuing tonight. We'll see a high of 40 on Wednesday. It'll be a wet and windy Wednesday with gusts around town that could actually be uh 35 to 40 and even up to 50 miles per hour tonight in those higher elevations i'll be back with the active weather pattern that is taking hold of the state we'll show you all the forecasts
0: all right jackie we'll see you back in a few minutes and to stay up to the minute on the avalanche risk you can download the free alaska's weather source app from your favorite app store well the state has decided against prosecuting a former anchorage police officer who was charged with operating under the influence Lauren Maxwell was in the courtroom this morning where 24-year-old Ethan Copeland was due to be arraigned.
3: Well, that's right. Ethan Copeland showed up for his arraignment as scheduled But it wasn't long before the judge told him he could go copeland was charged in early december for driving an unmarked patrol car on base while intoxicated as well as a charge of drunk in possession of a firearm he was off duty at the time now copeland was in court this morning for his arraignment when assistant attorney general ron dupuy told the judge the state was declining to prosecute the case
0: states declining the the charge that's correct Judge." okay Okay. All right, so the case is declined. Do you know if there's any intention to, is there investigating or do you think it's declined? Judge, I think I will
4: conclude the uh, criminal investigation. Okay.
3: Now, this case was investigated by the Office of Special Prosecutions, which gets involved whenever a case involves a law enforcement officer. I was told they examined all the evidence but concluded there was not enough to prove guilt beyond a reasonable doubt, and Copeland did not want to comment today.
0: So, Lauren, what is Copeland's status with the Anchorage Police Department?
3: Well, we were told he left the department on January 13th. APD was conducting its own internal investigation of the situation, but an APD spokesperson said today the investigation is moot since Copeland no longer works there. Copeland is also a part time member of the Alaska Army National Guard, and a spokesperson said today that Guard leadership will still consider the evidence against Copeland to determine whether to take any administrative action under the Alaska Code of Military Justice.
0: All right, thanks, Lauren. Prosecutors say he brutally murdered two Alaska Native women and, in one case, shot video of the woman's beating death. Investigative reporter Rebecca Palsha tells us, has an update now from the Brian Smith murder trial.
2: The jury was shown two handmade, modified gun silencer this morning. An undercover police detective with the Anchorage Police Department was up first And we can't show you his face or let you hear his voice because of safety concerns by the prosecution. So he testified about what was inside a black Adidas bag reported to have been taken from Smith. It contained nylon cords, latex gloves, duct tape, and garbage bags. He also testified about two handmade modified gun silencers, saying one of the silencers was made from an oil filter, going into saying that the silencer, quote, works amazingly well for suppressing any sound that fires. Another APD detective also testified about what he photographed at Smith's home.
5: Magnitude of what appears to be um, a couple SD cards. Uh, Looks like there's a lot of uh, micro SD card readers and uh, some uh, what appears to be SIM cards for cellular communication uh, as well as uh, external portable flash drives, thumb drives.
2: The defense has talked about the possibility of Smith testifying on his behalf this week, although a decision has not been made publicly.
0: And you can watch the court proceedings live on alaskasnewsource.com, our news app, and our free streaming channels. You'll find it under the live tab on our website and on our streaming platforms. Well, tonight, as a wide-sweeping education funding bill remains in limbo in Juneau, school districts all across the state are grappling with how to put budgets together and they've warned that in some cases that will mean uh, cuts and changes. We have team coverage tonight, beginning with Lex Yovertoon, who's live at the Anchorage School District headquarters. Lex, members of the public are getting some more time to testify about the impact of a projected $100 million shortfall.
4: Mike, the ASD school board meeting is just beginning and dozens of people, if not around 100, have already come to voice public testimony over some of the potential budget cuts for ASD's shortfall. Board members blamed the $100 million shortfall on inflation, increased costs, and flat state funding for years, with tonight's testimony coming as ASD attempts to build a budget not knowing what will happen in Juneau. That's why larger class sizes, fewer teachers, and chances to the gifted students program called IGNITE are just some of the things being considered. That's on top of the district saying they'll also spend most of their savings. That amount is more than $70 million. ASD president Margo Bellamy says it's really important for people to come share their opinions.
2: All of those decisions are really heavy decisions. And, um, We want to hear the community's voice. And and, and actually, uh, there is one other uh, hopeful reason, (laughs) although hope is not a strategy, (laughs) Um, but giving the legislature a little bit more time.
4: We've seen dozens of people come out over the last hour to voice their opinions, and we'll be listening in, hearing some of their input to the potential budget cuts, and I'll have that in my full report tonight at 10. Mike?
0: we reporting live tonight. Coming up at 6.30, we'll continue our team coverage on Channel 2 as we head to Juno. Our state capital reporter, Steve Kirch, will show us why the wide-reaching education bill down there remains stalled tonight. Well, today, Anchorage Mayor Dave Bronson took a stance on the Eklutna hydroelectric project. According to his office, the mayor says he supports the draft fish and wildlife program of the project owners. He also thinks the Anchorage Water and Wastewater Utility portal valve alternative is important. Yesterday was the last day for public comment on the project's updated plan for minimizing environmental impact. To read more about the story and hear opinions from Chugach Electric and the Assembly Chair, you can visit alaskasnewsource.com. Well, still ahead tonight, the first team has made it to the halfway point of this year's Iron Dog race. We'll check in with sports director Jordan Rodenberg, live from Nome. <music> now, welcome back, everybody. The first racers have made it to the halfway point of this year's Iron Dog race. The first racers in the Nome were Cody Barber. And Brett Lapum of Team 39. Several other teams have made it to Nome now. So far, seven teams have scratched out of this year's race. Let's go live to Nome now, where Jordan Rodenberger is on the trail reporting for Alaska Sports Source. And Jordan, you're in Nome right now. Where, uh, where were the first teams uh, about to arrive about an hour ago? So, what's happening out there now?
5: Yeah, I mean even since we last checked in during the five o'clock hour It's been at least six more teams piloting it's getting real snug here in this garage And two of those teams include a pair of rookie tandems that's team 26 and team 33 And Let's just say they looked happy to be here at the halfway point knowing that they have some time coming off here in this one and First under the inflatable arch was Team 39, as you heard. Barbara Lapham, no stranger to this race as veterans or to each other as longtime partners, but they are strangers to being first to know them at the halfway point. It's their first time ever doing it, and this race went about as smooth as it could have when you're traveling 1,400-plus miles through Alaska's terrain. No big hiccups, yet they stayed steady, Eddie and stayed clean, which is the name of the game, and now stand atop the leaderboards in the standings, and it is a tight one. Team 14- and team nine coming in shortly after team 39 the team standings will look a little bit different looks like we got one more team coming in as I speak that is team 30 elder and Worley coming into the garage and that's just going to continue all throughout the night and so we will have some tales from the trail during the late edition one of these machines behind me (laughs) windshield completely wiped off so you'll hear from that in the late edition as we're gonna send it back to you in the studio Mike
0: Thanks for listening to our podcast. Click subscribe so you can get the latest podcast from Alaska's news source automatically. And stay up to date with breaking news and in-depth reporting available for free 24-7 with the Alaska News Source app.